Hi, I'm Tom Shepherd, And I'm Peter Keegan. And welcome to Ask an Artist, the podcast designed for working artists and makers, people just like us, who are looking for tips and advice, ideas and strategies for not only making, but selling their work too. Covering a range of topics from social media to approaching galleries, interviewing fellow artists and industry experts, Ask an Artist podcast is here to keep you company in the studio and help you on your artistic journey. Well, we don't call it Ask an Artist for nothing, as today we will be handing over the whole podcast to you and your artistic quandaries to challenge both Tom and I. Thank you to all of you who sent in your questions via social media or via our website at askanartistpodcast.com, where this week we shall discuss the tricky topic of limited edition prints, approaching a gallery as a first-time artist, and donating your artwork. So our first question is from Amanda via Instagram. Thank you, Amanda. And she has asked, in terms of limited edition prints, is there an ideal limited number I should work with? And is it restricted to one size or scale of the actual image? I've looked at some artists and they do a limited edition of a particular size, but also sell unlimited of the same image, but in a different size. Should the way I charge for limited edition prints differ to those prints that are unlimited? So we've got a big couple of questions here, Tom. In First of all, let's talk about that sort of, is it ethical? I don't know the right word, of selling prints of a limited edition and then selling the same thing, but clearly on a slightly different scale. I mean, I don't know about you, but instinctively that seems a little wrong if you've produced a, a work whether it be a photograph or a print or a painting or whatever if you if you produce that and you're making a limited run of it the word limited is is the word there you shouldn't then be duplicated that oh in a slightly different scale or a slightly different format or putting it on a key ring or a mouse mat it is limited to that run the word limited is the key there would you agree with that statement yeah i absolutely would i think if it's a limited edition There's a reason you're limiting it to make it more valuable. If you're then printing it on a whole different run of unlimited stuff, surely you've immediately devalued the limited edition. I'm not an absolute expert on prints by any stretch. I don't know what would be perceived to be right or wrong within the greater art world, but I personally feel it would be bad practice to just change the size and start a whole new edition. What I do is I have limited edition prints, but within that limited edition, You can choose the size or if you want it on paper or canvas, etc. Some people may have a limited edition where it's all the same size, but to then have another open or a limited edition of the same image to me feels like really bad practice. And also I feel like you are kind of saying I don't really value my customers very much. I just want their money and I'm not giving consideration to what the value that they're getting from having a limited print. I think it devalues the work as well. Yeah. You know, it, it is a limited edition because for whatever reason, you deem it, you know, it's an incredibly strong piece of work, but you would like to replicate it in some ways. Then if you just start doing it unlimited in different shapes and sizes as well, you are surely taking away from that specialness of it. Mm. And quite rightly, I think as the customer, I would be slightly offended if they, hang on, if I'm paying slightly more money for this limited edition, but someone else is getting the same thing cheaper on a slightly smaller scale or different format, I, I certainly wouldn't be happy with that. As a customer, I want to buy that special uniqueness that yeah. has been attributed to this limited edition print. Completely. And devaluing that is certainly something I would be, I wouldn't do at all. No, keep it simple, keep it clean, keep it fair 
to your customers. And that, that for me is the bottom line. In terms of charging for limited edition prints, I think it would be, it seems very sensible to charge more for a limited edition print. Now I only do limited edition prints and I've said before, I'm not like a, a big print person, although I am about to explore that market further. I intend to run limited edition prints in fairly small numbers. What is a small number will vary to different people. Like some mm. artists, particularly very well known ones, 5,000 limited edition print would be a small run. To me, somewhere between the kind of 100 to 250 feels like a nice limited edition that still allows me to earn a reasonable amount of money from that image. But you may want to limit your prints down to 10, 25, 50. It's all quite subjective. Mm. And as time goes on, you'll probably find your way. But certainly I would imagine charging more for a limited edition versus an open edition. Mm. That seems sensible. I presume as well that the, the fewer number of editions that you offer, then that should surely reflect in the price. So if you are only doing 10, then clearly you can uh, reflect that in the price. If you are thinking of doing that as an artist is to be aware of your customer. You know, who are you pitching to? Who are hmm. your customers? And will they be able to afford that really exclusive limited edition where the price goes up? Or if you slightly open it to a greater number and the price goes down, yeah. do you foresee that you are going to get more customers? I suppose it depends what your aim is. Are you trying to get way more sales or a certain exclusivity to your work? Ask yourself what you're looking to get out of it. And that, that's a really good point because usually it makes sense from a business point of view to maybe try and hit a few different price brackets. So you might mm. have high originals and then you could have like your open edition prints, which might make your work more available to people on more of a budget. And then you might have your limited edition prints just a little step up from that, almost bridging the gap between small originals and open editions. And it's a nice way to hit different different price points and make your work available to a wider audience, which is only a nice thing to do, really. Mm, absolutely. I think completely agree. I think now is a good time to brush up on some of our favourite paintbrushes. Now, when it comes to synthetic paintbrushes, there is one collection that stands out against the crowd and remains Rosemary & Co's most popular paintbrush, and that's the Ivory Range. These versatile brushes are the perfect workhorse brush for both oil and acrylic painters. The synthetic hairs on these brushes have actually been sandblasted with shards of glass to make them both smooth and stiff to use, providing that famous snap when you flick the brush in your fingers. They produce clean, solid, smooth marks when applied and can also achieve a softness of edge if handled lightly. One of the added bonuses of these popular brushes is that they clean up very easily and are not as prone to being worn down compared to more natural head brushes. Suitable for both plein air artists or studio base artists, these are an absolute must for any painter. If you would like to find out more about these super brushes or would like to order your own free mail order catalogue shipped anywhere around the world, then simply visit rosemaryandco.com. And now we've had our brush fix, let's get back to answering some of your arty questions. So, question number two from Rhonda via email. As an emerging artist, at what point would it make sense to approach a gallery? After you've sold a certain number of works, or after you've reached a certain amount of followers on social media, or something else entirely? What a great question. Approaching galleries is always a tricky one anyway, as an artist. And this is a really excellent question. 
As always, I'm going to throw it at you, Peter. See what you come up with and see if it uh, inspires me. Is there a right time to approach a gallery? And I don't think there is a a particular right time. Um, I think there's some interesting points that would be brought up uh, specifically with this question. So after you've sold a certain number of artworks, well, maybe. I think if you are uh, an artist and you are starting to sell, uh, however whether it be through social media or your website or whatever means, art fairs and shows, surely that's a bit of an indication that there's an audience. Surely you're onto something here. Mm. And of course, I think any gallery, of course, would be very interested to hear from you. Um, Galleries, you know, of course, they will give time to uh, undiscovered and emerging artists, artists that aren't particularly well known. And there are lots of galleries that certainly do that. But of course, galleries have you know, bills to pay and they do want to work with artists that they know that if they put the work on, it increases Mm. the possibility of them selling. So, of course, them working with an artist whom already they consider see, well, clearly their work is popular, that's going to put you maybe slightly higher up the pile if, of course, that is what the gallery's aim is looking for. I have experienced that just myself quite recently. A new gallery has has taken interest in, in accepting my work and that is because there is success in me selling at the moment. Would that have come had I been a complete unknown? I doubt mm. it. So I think there's that little bit of familiarity that I have done it first that helps, but I don't think that is necessarily the uh, defining factor of whether no. a gallery should take you first of all. I mean, what you're talking about, Pete, is basically just having a little bit of a track record of sales. And that's going to make a gallery feel maybe a little bit more comfortable. But as you also said, it doesn't have to be the thing that dictates whether you approach a gallery. You could approach a gallery with no sales. And actually, as you're saying that, something that came into mind is something a little less tangible. And it might be, are you ready for rejection? <laughs> Because there's a high chance you're going to get rejected by a gallery, possibly quite a few. Are you ready to kind of take that on the chin and just keep going? Or are you likely to take it very personally? Be very aware of how sensitive you might be to rejection. And by having a few sales under your belt or having a good amount of followers, you may from that have a little bit more confidence in your work that you could take the hit from a gallery. So it's a little less tangible thing that, but I think it's Mm. definitely worth considering and from personal experience you may also find approaching a gallery whatever your sales record is you will get rejected whatever your following is on social media but you may also get some really fantastic constructive criticism about what they are looking for or what the gallery scene as a whole might be looking for that you're not currently doing so a few Mm. little considerations there I think it's always important to you know, give a good shout out to the hardworking galleries mm. that are out there promoting uh, and doing the hard behind the scenes working in selling our artwork. And I think a lot of the, the, the greatest and the best uh, gallery dealers out there, they know their customers very yeah. well. They know what is selling. They know what the customers are after. And when they say, unfortunately, I don't think it's the right fit, doesn't necessarily mean it's a reflection on the quality of the execution of your work at all they just think it it might just won't work for the customers and actually they're doing you a favor because in many ways if they said yes okay you could have your work on the wall it might feel really really great well who this gallery has got me but if your work is there not selling and everyone else's that in itself is quite demoralizing and that doesn't feel good and it's a waste of the gallery's time to give Mm. up some of their precious retail space putting up a piece that they know 
isn't just going to go down in this area for their clients. So it's having that trust of relationship with a good gallery owner and gallery dealer. They know their customers. So listen to their advice. Doesn't mean you should take it, of course, because what won't work for one gallery may get taken up in a different gallery. But do be aware that they sometimes will be doing you a favour. Do you have to have a significant number of followers on social media, this, that and the other? I think that quality of the work should carry above everything else. You could be a, you know, a terrific artist and have no followers on social media and someone will see the merit and the, the, the mm. possibility of success in that work. And likewise, you could have thousands and thousands of followers, but that does not mean you can walk into LA Gallery at all. So what I think that galleries are looking for is of course, you know, quality of work and, and clearly an identifiable work that's going to work with their customers. But it's a commitment, I think. They're looking for for serious artists. They're looking for people who are committed to being an artist. Mm. You know, I've, I've spoken to a few gallery dealers and, you know, they want to deal with someone that they know that are in this for the long game. That yeah. They're dealing with an artist. They're taking this seriously. They're taking the job of it seriously as opposed to someone that's just, oh, I've done some nice pieces I think it should be look nice on your wall and sell. They're not really interested in that. They want to create and foster, I think, you know, potentially a very long-term relationship with this artist because, you know, it can take quite a long time for for an art to, for an artist to sell their work and for that dealer to sell that work to their customers. So if above all, I think you should demonstrate that you are committed, you are professional uh, to, to, to your fullest potential and don't be upset if a gallery says no because it just might not be the right gallery for you so many great points in that peter i think the it's really worth re-emphasizing that commitment are you able to commit to a gallery so if they suddenly say oh we actually really do like your work we need 10 pieces by the end of the month are you in a position to follow through with that or or if they say we we need like some sort of level of consistent work here from you of a certain type are you ready to do that? <laughs> Are you willing to do that? A gallery is not like the magical gateway to suddenly making it as an artist. There's a lot of work that has to happen. Um, so you need to ask yourself, are you ready for that? And are you ready to maybe have people point you in a certain direction or guide what you're painting as well? Or little questions to ask yourself. Great question, Rhonda. Thank you very much and, and best of luck. So we have a third question from Marie. And this is another really great question. She asks... I've been asked to donate an original painting to a charity cause. I would like to do this. It's a charity I would like to support, but I also have reservations and I don't know how to price my artwork. And I also have reservations about giving my artwork away for free. So a fantastic question. I think most of us out there are generally kind-hearted people and we want to do good with our artwork. We have things that we believe in and to be able to combine our artwork with some sort of helping other people or helping some sort of charity is, is a really commendable thing and a lot of us want to do that but it's tricky when people are asking you for original artwork it's not like they're saying we're going to pay you for this artwork and then we're going to use it for a charity event it's not like you're selling a piece and giving a percentage to charity this is actually literally giving away a piece of your artwork And there's so many considerations here. Number one is, can you afford to give that away? Because that's one piece that you now no longer have to sell. How much do you need the income from that piece? And also, you also have to think about, well, what are they going to do with that piece? How much are they Mm. planning to sell it for? 
are they going to undercut your own prices and what sort of effect does that have on devaluing your work or devaluing that painting or is it fair on buyers of your work already if they're then selling it for less what happens if they can't sell it for the amount that you want them to sell it for are they going to send it back to you there's all of these little things so have you peter ever been asked to donate an original piece to charity and what what did you do about it uh, yes, I mean, it's something that I get asked a, a few times throughout the year. And of course, first of all, it's it's very flattering uh, to be asked. And on a number of occasions, I said yes. But on a few, I have also said no. I'll do the positives first. Mm. Um, on a, for those occasions where it's been yes, it's usually to do with a charity or organisation that I am either aware of or have some sort of connection to. And of course, I'd like to offer my support in in the only way that I can, which is mm. in my case, painting. And if it can, in this case, raise uh, funds for it, then that's a wonderful way of doing it. Um, so it's in that case where I have done it. It's also, it's been a sort of a reciprocal arrangement where the charity is getting something from it. In this case, a painting which they can raise money for, whether it be in an auction or they sell it at the price I, I, just, I uh, determine, or we come up with a collective price that we feel is fair and we are confident that we'll sell. Mm. But it's a reciprocal where I can also use it to say that this is what I'm doing in a mm. part of promotion and marketing. So I will be at a said event, if it's an opening or an exhibition or auction. And of course, if I am there, I can take some further information about me. So it's a way of sort of finding new customers yeah. and getting a little bit of support. So I'm happy to give a piece of artwork. There have been occasions where I have happily given the piece, but they have written about it in their local kind of yeah. magazine or something. That doesn't mean I always do that. Of course, sometimes I will do it purely for the, the goodness of it. Now, on those occasions where I have said no, it's either because I felt it has, it just perhaps wouldn't work, that I have not known the charity. Of course, the charity may do a wonderful, good work, but I feel that there's no real kind of connection. So mm. I'd have to say, why am I you know, choosing that charity over that one? And I would find that if I said yes to that one, then I'd have to say yes to that one. And suddenly, yes. the more one says yes, the more the requests keep coming. Mm. So I have a, a sort of a rule I have set myself where I have a charity a year. And if I do have another charity uh, approach me, I'll say that, thank you very much. But actually, for this year, my my efforts are going to this one charity year, but maybe I'll work and consider working with you uh, in the future. And that feels, you know... I, that doesn't let it sort of going out of hand and snowballing. And that kind of keeps that to a manageable amount where I can give what I feel is appropriate to yeah. give and not feel particularly guilty about saying no, because that's actually it. I am doing good elsewhere. I think that's such an important thing is not feeling guilty. Like if you genuinely cannot afford to give away an original painting, then don't do it. You're going to feel a slight level of resentment doing that. And that's not a good place to be. It's not really good for anyone. And I think something you said there, which is so great, is it doesn't have to be a black and white thing. Maybe there you can donate a piece, but maybe there is actually something in it for you as a marketing thing. Or actually following on from that, it doesn't have to be a black and white thing. OK, maybe I can't donate a finished original painting for whatever reason, but I've got drawfuls of like little watercolour sketches or I could even do a very quick little watercolour sketch or five little quick ones, something that's not going to take a huge amount of my time, but it's still going to have value to someone. I'm going to feel good about doing that, but not like I'm undercutting myself. And I think you can come up, if you want to, with an arrangement that suits everyone involved so that there's no kind of resentment. Mm -hmm. But also, don't be afraid to say no, it's okay. 
you're not a bad person if you if you turn down a charity or you say no now maybe down the line yeah in terms of what Marie asked, charging, I think that's a very interesting question. I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of if a price was lowered, if you wanted to guarantee a sale. I yes. mean, let's be honest, they're asking you because maybe they want the association of working with you if you are a known artist. So it's partly elevating the charity, which is fine. Oh, and it could be they just need the funds raised. I don't think there's any harm if you wanted to sort of lower it um, mm. at a slightly reduced cost. I think that sort of shows that, you know, you're willing, that you're wanting it to sell. Um, I have done uh, charity auctions before where I have actually put a picture up and whatever it reaches in auction, yeah. that is fine. Whether it goes well and above beyond what I'd usually charge or even if it's well under, I don't mind because that's sort of the uh, the fair system. Do you think about the charities that you work with? You know, I, Tom, I know, for example, as a wildlife artist, some of the charities you have worked with in the past have, of course, been wildlife charities. And I, I think that works very, very nicely. There's a sort of a cyclical nature in that. So do be uh, think about the types of charities that you could do good with and that could also reflect really well on you and your practice as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like almost the sense of building a relationship with a charity and one that is reciprocal. It's just a really nice thing to be able to do with your art. So if you would like to put your arty questions to me and Peter, then we'd love to hear from you. You can send us your questions via social media or via our website, askanartistpodcast.com. And yes, we can keep your name anonymous if you would prefer. Yes, and thank you everyone for listening. Thank you so much for all your wonderful reviews and ratings, both on our website and on Apple Podcasts, because they really do help keep the podcast visible and free for everybody. And finally, you can catch up with everything we've discussed during this episode and all our previous episodes at our fabulous website, askanartistpodcast.com. 